0: Love Talk Radio.
1: one heated rivalry. It's intense. It's no holds barred. It's game time. All right, let's go. On Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio with your host, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404 red versus blue sports talk radio where planet red and big blue nation collide let's hope they're still friends afterwards here they
2: are scott and mike oh mike it's a big weekend in college sports we've got uh, the biggest game for the Louisville Cardinals is this Saturday, Louisville takes on Miami in college football. What do you think, Mike? That's a big game this weekend, Bob.
1: Yeah, it's a pretty big game. Uh chances are Louisville's gonna lose two games in five hours. I can't wait.
2: Uh, you, 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 you think you think Louisville's gonna lose to Miami and uh the laughable assumption that you just uh you just put out there was that you think Louisville's gonna yeah. lose to Calipari? And those overrated freshmen, is that what you're trying to say?
1: What I'm trying to say is Louisville will lose two games in five hours. I've been preaching that for the last two weeks. Louisville cannot catch up with the speed of Miami Hurricanes. And
2: oh,
1: here we the, go. The, the, the basketball team, I, I don't know. It's time for Kentucky to get some redemption and at Rupp Arena. So I can't wait.
2: The- the jealousy just rages in your voice. It's the day Montrezl Harrell. He's the most versatile player on the floor. His contribution is going to be critical to slow down your boy Randall. Uh, now, look, we got to <laughs> keep, we got <laughs> to keep funny. Trez, we got to keep Trez out of foul trouble and on the road. That's a little tough. But Mike, why don't you? What, what does Vegas think about this game? What's the spread on this game? Well, let's let's find out. Well, I
1: tell you what, you know, it surprised me because uh, a lot of uh, college basketball games, uh, the spreads you don't you don't catch till the day of the game. Uh, I just called it, and uh, Louisville is a two and a half point favorite. So I am just eating this up, man.
2: A favorite in on the road in corrupt arena. Corrupt arena.
1: Arena. At at corrupt arena, Louisville is a two and a half point favorite. So, all Big Blue Nation, get all over this. Jump on the money line. Hope, Hopefully uh, it goes to three. Hopefully it goes uh, to need, three. If it does, you know, get all over it because Julius Randle is going to have fun and Young is going to shoot three-pointers like it's raining.
2: Sorry, uh, ever since the – uh, look, we all know that Russ Smith scored 30 in his Rupp Arena debut against Anthony Davis in the 2012 kentucky championship team but louisville fans we now call that russ arena after the ncaa tournament showing made his three game average on that court a lofty 27 points and 52 percent from the field he's a senior guard he's motivated to get the last laugh and uh this is uh this he is gonna be. be good because many mock yeah, drafts well. have those uh those kentucky backcourt twins andrew and aaron harrison rated higher than russ smith so a lot of motivation yeah, here for Russ. Yeah,
1: it, it, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun once Russ Smith has a hand in his face trying to shoot the three-pointer. That's going to be fun. I mean, man, you talk about building bricks. I need a house built, and Russ is going to do it in Lexington KY tomorrow.
2: Champions in 2013, the Louisville Cardinals. This is a big show tonight. Glenn Lowy, <laughs> the fantasy football world champion, is going to join us tonight. He's going to tell us what it's like to awesome. win that one hundred fifty thousand dollars and that title of world champion. That's got to be uh, that's got to be a story. He did win. Look, this is week seventeen. We're we're trying to find a way to pass the time here until the until the playoffs begin next week. But there are some teams and leagues that have some money on the line. I will shout out that Tim Teabag is in the chat room. He says fantasy championships week seventeen is a blasphemy. I tend to agree. You should never have your championship in Week 17. Mike, you know that. I know that. Everybody that's no. listening knows that. I want to I give a shout-out to Henry Muto, IPS driver. Paul Theorette uh, is in the chat room. The Dynasty Football World Champion uh, is here. This is, uh, Mike, it's a, uh, it's a great time. It's a great time to be uh, playing high-stakes fantasy football. Paul, congratulations. Keep pounding. Uh, won the Dynasty Football World Championship, the first-ever Dynasty Football World Championship. And it's, uh, look, We've got the Roto Bowl Championship uh, served up by Kenneth Tyson, L.A. Rams. And, again, Glenn Lowy will be with us today. He's going to help us out with Week 17. Uh, If you do have some action on the line, maybe you're playing DraftKings, the FF Toolbox Week 17 contest is live. Uh, I will put a link to that in the chat room as well. So you definitely want to check that out. Get your three entries in this thing. Get your three entries in this thing. It's $10 a piece. There's not a better value uh, in all of fantasy football. I don't think I, I've scoured through all the leagues, Mike, and, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm everywhere. And there's not a better value than playing the FF Toolbox ten dollar weekly game. We're giving away fourteen hundred dollars yeah. in prizes this week, and that could lead you to over four hundred thousand dollars in prizes in the divisional round of the playoffs with the January Jam that's taken on uh, the January Jam contest at DraftKings is, is the divisional round contest puts a lot of money on the line for the weekly games, and, and we do have that to look forward to. And, Mike, before, I, before we start into Week 17, I'll say this. You did very well last year in the Playoff Draft World Championship, our playoff draft contest that we always run every year, and uh, you had a great showing in that. You went into it with a strategy. I don't know if it was ahead of time, but w- when it came out, you had a lot of Baltimore Ravens on your team. They carried you to a great second-place finish in that uh, contest last year.
1: Yeah, you know, it's funny how it, uh, it how it came about, and I encourage everyone out there to uh, get into the playoff challenge because you never know what's going to happen uh, via the draft. I mean, last year I had a plan in place. I had no idea I was going to draft Joe Flacco, Ray Rice, uh, all of Baltimore. Well, what happened, I ended up drafting all of Baltimore, and, uh, well, the Ravens uh, got me uh, – they won their uh, Super Bowl, and they got me a, a playoff ch- uh, challenge win. So uh, you never know. That's why you got you, you to jump in and uh, go ahead and do it, and you never know what's going to happen with it, Scott.
2: The playoff draft contest. It's our playoff draft world championship. Are you ready to draft one last time? Six team leagues, 14-man rosters, one-minute timer. These drafts take about 45 minutes of your night. They all start on Monday. The schedule has been released about an hour ago, you can now sign up and, buy, and, and get your entry into the, uh, into the Playoff Draft World Championship, uh, and you can, uh, look, drafts start on Monday. We have slow drafts that start on Monday. Then we start up on Monday evening at 6 o'clock, at 8 o'clock, and 10 o'clock. On Tuesday evening, it's 6 o'clock, 8 o'clock, and 10 o'clock. So basically, that repeats every day. Wednesday, we have a noon draft. Since it's New Year's Day, where a lot of us are sitting around, we're trying to decide what to do. Are we are going to watch some football? we Are going to have some lunch? At noon, if you want to draft, there's a Wednesday noon draft that has six spots available, uh, 6, 8, and 10 o'clock on Wednesday, 6, 8, and 10 o'clock on Thursday, and then Friday, 6, 8, and 10 o'clock. We also have a noon draft on Friday, which we're going to broadcast live on a special Red versus Blue show, and then on Saturday morning at 9 and 11 a.m., Right before the playoffs begin, you have a chance to draft one final time. All of these leagues, again, six-man leagues, uh, and, again, if you haven't tried it before, you need to take, give it a shot. It's a lot of fun because it's your last chance to draft, and we think the fun in fantasy football is all about the draft. Salary cap is fun. pick and contests are fun, but the skill is all in the draft. And in our contest, every league is a winner. One in six will win $600. All you got to do is beat your competition in your league of six. If you win that league, you triple up your money, 600 bucks. you move on to the championship round where, moving, where your total points are, are there for that uh, big grand prize at the end. So, Mike, it's a lot of fun. The 2014 yeah, Playoff hey. Draft Championship is live, and you did very well in it last year. This year, I will say this, it's a draft and go. You don't have to submit your lineup every week, Mike. We've changed that. You don't have to submit that lineup every week. That was kind of a nuisance anyway because it, kind of it was already a given, you know, here's my lineup. So this year, it, we've we've moved it to the 11-man lineup, and it's a draft-and-go. So pick up your 14-man rosters, decide how you want to use those three extra spots. You can take extra quarterbacks, extra defenses, extra wide receivers, whatever you want. It's totally up to you how you build your team. You well, build it however you here, want, and that's the way it goes.
1: Here's the way I look at it, Scott. Uh, you know, you're going against five other competitors. I mean, you, you're putting on two – 200 bucks and uh, going against 500 or uh, five different competitors. And if you beat them, then you know, you you get your money back in and more. And you never know Uh, based on your team, you might progress to uh, win a lot more than that. So uh, it's a, it's a heck of a competition. It's a, it's a great contest. And uh, I think a lot of people uh, should. You know she get she get involved in that because it's a lot of fun. Well,
2: it's fun. Look, it's fun. It's not something that we're trying to get rich. I mean, we're looking for like 300 teams, right? I mean, we we sold out last year, 250 teams. We're not looking uh, to make this some big elaborate contest. It's all about the fun factor and and again the skill that's involved. But these were fun. Players had fun drafting one last time, and that's what we did this for. This isn't there's not a, there's not money to be made here. You can. This is, this is all about uh, a give-back. It's a fun contest, and it's one last chance to draft. And, uh, by the by the way, shout-out to Brothers Mayhem, who's in the chat room, Mastradamus, Craig Mastradamus, Craig Mastro's in the chat room, and White Razors Garrett's here as well, so it's a good crowd here. Let's talk about a little bit of Week 17 action, Mike. The playoffs, it's a strange week for fantasy football. We've got so much going on. It sounds like Aaron Rodgers is going to play in this game. He's yes. coming back and this is a do-or-die game for the Chicago Bears and the Green Bay Packers. How in the world, if you're the Chicago Bears and the Lions and all these teams, you've sat there and you've watched Aaron Rodgers be out for weeks on end, and now he has a chance to get into the playoffs. How in the world? If the Packers win this game, they go to the playoffs as the NFC North winner.
1: Well, you know, it's, cra- it's kind of crazy. It's kind of ironic, Scott, because uh, Chicago was a team that put Aaron Rodgers down with a broken collarbone. And now Aaron Rodgers has been waiting, waiting, waiting. And, of course, Mike McCarthy, he's been uh, waiting to bring him back. Well, guess what? He's bringing him back in the last week of the season against who? Chicago. And that spread went from uh, Chicago being a three-point favorite. Right now, Green Bay is a three-point favorite. That's how much of an impact Aaron Rodgers has made on this game. Uh, you know, it's 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 go or go home. Pretty simple. Cut dry and simple. Uh you know, Green Bay wins, they're in the playoffs. Chicago's out. Vice versa. So I you know, I don't know what to think of this game. Uh you know, from a fantasy point, of course there's not very many uh fantasy impact uh situations that are happening, but uh, you know, I still say that uh I still say Chicago wins the game. I really do. I I take the 3 points in Chicago.
2: You can take Chicago and Jay Cutler, uh Green Bay coming back very hard for me to go against the man, the myth, uh Aaron Rodgers. His uh you know, he's even challenging and questioning his toughness here. He wants to he wanted back in this game and he's uh he's back. Uh and look, Jared Boykin was the interesting story last week. Had all those targets last week uh and now he's back. Uh, with Aaron Rodgers, James Jones, and Jordy Nelson, it definitely resuscitates life back into those receivers. Right? Uh, that's got to be pretty yep. exciting to see what they what they can do with that. And uh, look, this is a this is a big opportunity for an a- Aaron Rodgers to prove himself and and to come back in a big way. James Jones well, had 12 targets last week. Jarrett Boykin 13. And just so you know, the snap counts: Jordy 76, James Jones 73, and Boykin 70. So. Lacy's good, and Lacy's a weapon here, but they are using this three-wide receiver set. And pretty much, if you're looking for a buy-low candidate at DraftKings uh, for our weekly contest, Week 17, how can you not like Jared Boykin at at his price this week? So definitely give him a a look-see.
1: Yeah, and one thing about it, though, Scott, is Aaron Rodgers, he's not going to win or lose this game. Uh, This game is going to be won or lost by the Green Bay defense. Can the Green Bay defense – Hold off Brandon and Alshon. Brandon Marshall, Alshon Jeffrey. Can, can, if they can hold those guys off, I mean, let's face it, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Plan, whoever, they can do whatever they want to do, but the bottom line is, can the Green Bay defense hold off those guys? When a game that's an over and under of 53, that scares me. That's why I like the, uh, that's why I like the Bears.
2: Yeah, the question in the chat room is, is Eddie Lacy a go? And McCarthy does expect him to go. He is having pain in that ankle sprain, uh, hurts about the same as it has. Uh, and, look, they're going to get Lacy in this game. This is a must-win game, and, and uh, yes. this is a running back. Ankles, ankles are he up. Sprains on. aren't, you know, the, the end of the world. By the way, Chicago, for those of you wondering, number nine against number one wide receivers, number 22 against number two wide receivers might be a good things for James Jones, and number 16 against... Number three wide receivers, the Packers get absolutely torched. I mean, the Bears, they get absolutely torched by the tight end. Number 26 against the tight end. On the other side of the ball, Green Bay, if you're wondering, number 30 against number one wide receivers. That bodes well for Brandon Marshall. Number 20 against number twos for Alshon Jeffrey. Number 13 against number threes. Number 24 against tight ends. So, yeah, just a few numbers for that game because I think that's a fairly fascinating uh, game. The other fascinating game on the docket, Mike, has got to be the Sunday night game, the Cowboys and the Eagles. Yeah. We said it before, a do-or-die game for the Packers and the Bears. It's a do-or-die game for Kyle Orton against Nick Foles. What do you think about this game? Because I think Nick Foles is going to absolutely torch this team.
1: Yeah, he, yeah, he definitely should. Uh, and not, not just him, but uh, LaShawn McCoy. Sean McCoy should have a, a lot of fun against Dallas' defense. Yep. Uh, it's going to be, a, basically, it's going to be can, can you outscore me type of game. Um, Kyle Orton, uh, backup, but, you know, he, he's in there for a the situation. Uh, he gets paid the money to be a backup, and, you know, it's, it's a funny situation, Scott, because backups are, quote, backups, but, you know, they're asked to do the job, and now here's the time. And it's a weird situation in week 17 that Kyle Orton's asked to do the job, but can he do it with Des Bryant, with Jason Witten, uh, you know, with, with, with the other guys around him, uh, DeMarco Murray. So, you know, I think he can. I, I really think he can. Uh, but Philly, man, they're
2: explosive. They're explosive. Well, Romo's officially out for the game. He did have back surgery this morning. Des Bryant says there's no doubt he'll be ready. He's in no danger. He's practicing today. Uh, Dwayne Harris resumed practicing. Uh, this, this should be a game where Dallas, except for the quarterback position, is at full strength. So we'll see. I've, stranger things have happened, but it makes a lot of sense that uh, the, the Eagles are going to advance in this game, although it's a Sunday night game well, on I mean, the road. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, Scott. I'm going to throw a couple things at you. Uh, Back in uh, the 1970s, Brian Greasy went down with a broken leg. I don't know if anybody out there can remember the backup quarterback. Uh, Back in the uh, 70s again, Roger Staubach got hurt. I don't know if anybody out there can remember the backup quarterback. In both those situations, and they were very critical situations, both teams ended up winning. So we'll see what happens.
2: Mm Hmm. Well, we're, gonna, we're, we're interested in winning. That's why we have on the fantasy football world champion tonight, Glenn Lowy. He joins us after a big game from Peyton Manning, Demarius Thomas, Jamal Charles sent him to the promised land. He came so close before he finally sealed the deal, and he is our 2013 fantasy football world champion. Glenn Lowy, welcome back to Red vs. Blue. My man, a couple of weeks ago you were here. And it's nice to know that the jinx from Red versus Blue has officially been listed uh, has been lifted. Congratulations, my man! Congratulations.
0: Thank you, guys. Thank you. Uh, you know uh, that jinx did have me worried. You know, I'll, I said a few prayers, visited, uh, you know, church, temple, mosque, whatever would work, and it seems to have uh, done the trick. Way to go, Man, I'm happy yeah. for you, buddy. He, uh, I pre- he got it I done.
2: He got it done last week uh, with 184 fantasy points. That's a big week here in the FFWC, especially for Week 16, when it was a kind of a, a weird down week for most teams. Uh, let's see. You were actually watching. I'm sure you had Chad Schroeder's team pulled up, Cocktails and Dreams, because he had a great team. He was yeah. leading. And he had Jamal Charles. So that kind of nullified that guy. It didn't really matter what Jamal Charles was all about. But Peyton Manning and Demarius Thomas got started early and often in that first half. And Peyton didn't really have the TDs. But Demarius had the yards, so take us through your your Sunday morning there before we start talking about Week 17 and the in the playoffs and all that. Take us through Sunday morning. Where were you at? What were you doing? You knew you had some points to make up, and you're watching this Bronco game.
0: Well, you know, uh, a lot of my players went in that in the early games, the uh, one o'clock games, and uh, I knew it was critical uh, that. You know, I put up a lot of points there if I was going to catch uh, Chad. Chad. Chad had a 45 point lead going in uh, to Sunday, and uh, you know that's no joke. A 45 point lead is tough to overcome, uh, especially with a team that had put up uh, over 200 points the previous two weeks. You know, his, his team was flying high, his players were doing great, um, and and you know Chad's been there before, so I, I knew I was going to have to put up a decent score. I was hoping. You know, Chad wouldn't put up another 200 points because if he did, there was there would be nothing I could do. Um, you know, I wasn't scoring 245. But uh, when that Bronco game came on, you know that was that was a major key. You know, Jamal Charles, like you said, you know uh, he helped separate Chad and me from other teams. But mm-hmm. you know, in in our battle, uh, you know he wasn't going to help me catch Chad. So you know, key players. I was counting on, obviously, Peyton Manning. You know, had to, had to uh, significantly outscore Foles. You know, that was, that was the key. I was, I was hoping Manning could, you know, split uh, the lead in half uh, between the, in the matchup with Foles. And uh, then, uh, you know, my other guys had to come through. D T B and one, obviously, having that hookup helps when that hookup is utilized, and it was. Uh, you know, first half... The the Broncos looked good. I mean, Peyton Manning was putting up some some uh, a lot of yardage, but he wasn't really getting the touchdowns. If I, if I'm remembering right, I think right, he had one. Right. Uh, yep. And you know, I needed more from him. I needed him to put up an epic game, and uh, uh, he did get that touchdown uh, to DT. You know, it was a it yep. was a decently long one, but uh, you know, I, I I kept hoping for more. And they had a couple opportunities to hook up. Uh, during the course of the game, I mean, uh, Manning was was targeting them, uh, you know, long passes, passes in the end zone, and uh, it, they just were not making it happen. They weren't connecting, but luckily, you know, they were they were connecting, you know, in the middle of the field. And uh, uh, I forget how many receptions uh, DT had, but it was a decent number. Eight. Good job. Yeah. Eight eight it was in uh, good yardage, and manning was uh even though he wasn 't throwing the touchdowns to d t he got it going in the second half uh, could taste the record, you could see he could taste the record that last touchdown you know I put solely to the point that he wanted the record there wanted to get it over with um, and and he did, and that helped a lot i mean four hundred yards four touchdowns that that's going to take you a long way and that that put me in the game you know after, after the early games and uh D'Angelo Williams gave me a touchdown and uh for the second straight week uh you you mm-hmm. really can't count on him. Zach Stacey gave me a touchdown though he got stuffed at the one, which was painful to watch uh <laughs> during the course <laughs> of the day uh but mm-hmm. you know he had five guys going after the one o'clock games. I had three and one of them, and each of us had one uh a kicker being one of them, <clears throat> so I really needed a lead and uh you know, Manning, DT, and a couple other guys that I mentioned uh, seemed to get me there. And uh, I, I managed to expand on that lead a little bit with uh, Keenan Allen getting a touchdown. Even though he had kind of an off game, uh, he got me a touchdown in the in the 4 o'clock games. Uh, a couple of his guys at 4 o'clock really didn't do much. And, uh, you know, once I uh, had that 45-point lead, give or take, going into the night game and just kind of hope Foles and uh Deshaun didn't didn't get crazy, and luckily uh, they didn't. So, well,
1: go ahead, uh, you know, I, yeah, go ahead, Mike. I, I, yeah, real quick, I, I just want to say uh, congrats. And did you ever did you ever think for a moment that you would uh, start uh, Jacquie Bell
0: instead of D'Angelo? Um, not instead of D'Angelo. Uh, you know, with uh, Jonathan Stewart out. And uh, D'Angelo's long touchdown, and he, and he caught a couple passes. Week 15 uh, it seemed to be utilized a little bit more. Um, you know, I, I thought he was my best shot. You know, I was. I thought my team was very top-heavy team. You know, I had Jamal Charles, Peyton Manning. You know, ultimate studs. I had uh, uh, DT, another stud, and I had a few other good players. But the 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 tenth, eleventh men on my roster. You know, uh, they. I was kind of struggling with uh, during the playoffs, and I didn't have anybody right. I felt was a lockdown, have to start guy there. And uh, so D'Angelo kind of, you know, was a reluctant, I gotta saw him kind of guy. And the guy I, I thought possibly over, uh, uh, I, I might start Bell for um, is uh, MJD. Uh, you know, he yeah. he was like a last minute active. Uh, and there was there was a lot of talk early Sunday, if you recall, before the games. Uh, you know, what's he? Mm-hmm. How much? How much playing time is he going to get? Is this a ceremonial thing? You know, he'll come out with the starting one. So I, I was a little nervous there. Uh, but you know, Bell, uh, I hold grudges, <laughs> and Bell had really let me down the week before. <laughs> I thought he put up. You know, at least a decent score, Week 15, you know, on that Monday night game. I was counting on it, you know, closing the gap on uh, Chad. He had nobody that game, and I had Bell. And Bell was coming off that that amazing uh, snow game the week prior, but uh, he really he looked terrible, and, uh, you know, Stafford looked terrible trying to hit him on a couple passes, and, uh, you know, he wasn't getting anywhere on the ground. So I was kind of uh, down on Bell. And I didn't anticipate Bush fumbling again and uh, getting sat down for most of the game. But uh, let me tell you, if if Chad had come back and beat me by one or two, I, w- I would have been down on myself and not Sarton Bell. <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, watching him go off, uh, you know, I was kicking myself. We all do that. Uh, yeah. But, you know, Absolutely. he wasn't the only guy I was considering at that MJD spot. You know, I was also considering Justin Hunter. Uh for like lightning in a bottle type of thing, and thank God I didn't start him. Well, the, you, yeah, you I, I was getting
1: right, I was getting right side <laughs> Thank goodness you didn't do that. <laughs> you know,
0: I I was all over the map with those guys right before game time. You know, uh, Andre Holmes was going through my head. You know, when you got a chance at at, at a national championship and one hundred and fifty thousand yeah. dollars, I mean, you've got to examine every possibility. And the chances. I just thought MJD was a, a relatively safe. It really wasn't, but I just had that feeling that you know they, they are going to play him, and he's going to get the bulk of the carries. And he put up a decent score. He got me double digits, and yeah, you yeah got you I, up, I was no. satisfied with that. Yep. Actually, the the the, the start sit that I, I regretted uh, even more than Jacquie Bell because. You know, I was kind of leaning away from starting bell most of the week. Uh, but the, the 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 start was uh, the Bills' defense. I, I actually, you know, drafted, uh, not drafted, mm-hmm. picked up the Bills uh, all through all my teams, you know, all through all the contests and everything, wherever I could, because I saw the schedule uh, that they had. And it looked a lot better, you know, six, eight weeks ago. And I, I started picking up here and there. Uh, they seemed like they had a pass rush. They seemed like they could get... Uh, you know, uh, a decent amount of uh, pick-sixes here and there. They seem to be able to score on defense. Even though they didn't have a great defense, they they seemed to have a decent fantasy defense, and they had an amazing schedule. So I had them everywhere. But right before, um, right before the playoffs started, one of my last pickups, I think it was the second to last week of the regular season, I picked up the Rams, who were starting to – Get it going with their pass rush and such, uh, and I thought they might be a decent uh, alternative if I if I started feeling uncomfortable with the Bills, and I went with them week sixteen, and the Bills threw up that shutout. I think they had a pick six, like seven sacks, something like that. So I was down on myself more about that one.
1: Well, huh, you, you know that's crazy. Who who would have thought you'd be talking about defenses right now at this time of, at this time of the uh, year?
0: You know, crazy. when you've got to make up forty-five points, you need every point you can get, you know, yep. everywhere. So, you know, and and I realized that I honestly didn't think my chances were too great. Uh, like I said, uh, Chad's team was rolling and had put up two hundred. What did they have week fifteen? Two hundred thirty-five points or something like that, a ridiculous yep. number. Two hundred ten maybe the week before and. Uh, you know, you look at his his lineup. You know, Josh Gordon. I mean, guys who could put up forty points uh, in a blink. And uh, you know, I I knew I would I would need everything to fall my way, and just luckily it did.
2: Glenn Lowy is our guest, the fantasy football world champion, here with Michael Trent and myself, Scott Atkins. Glenn, it was an interesting uh, matchup at four o'clock. You're sitting there facing off against, uh, well, let's see, Nick Foles and Deshaun Jackson. You still have to face them on the Sunday night game. And then you're facing off against Rashad Jennings and Larry Fitzgerald, and you have a couple of kickers going at the battle here. And and you're like, okay, every point is important. Nick Novak is your kicker, and he puts up, uh, you know, four field goals for you. That's a big day, 16 points. Jordy doesn't really come through, so that's kind of hurting. Uh, but for the most part, that was it on your side, and you're sitting there having to watch Larry Fitzgerald, which didn't do much at all, and uh, Rashad Jennings kind of get held down.
0: Well, he, uh, I also had uh, Keenan Allen in the 4 o'clock game. Oh, and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. you had you a know, touchdown from Keenan, yeah. I did have a touchdown from Keenan Allen, but, you know, uh, it, it, there was a couple, like I mentioned Zach Stacey earlier and not being able to get in at, uh, at the one uh, with a couple shots. You know, uh, Rivers missed uh, Keenan Allen a couple times, and uh, uh, once cutting across the goal line where you know it would have been a walk-in touchdown. And I was, I mean, we've, I'm, I think we've all been there, but I was definitely uh, not happy at that moment. Uh, a little bit of screaming at the uh, at the TV. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Philip Rivers is screaming at Keenan Allen. I'm screaming at Philip Rivers. I'm like, what are you yelling at him for? He was wide open, but uh, you know. <sighs> I, I was kind of hoping Fitzgerald would have an off game. You know, that was a key. Uh, Fitzgerald has been playing a lot better. Uh, you know, he's been getting a lot of touchdowns. And, uh, you know, uh, Carson Palmer, uh, you know, was, has been finding him uh, often in previous games. But, you know, he was coming off the concussion. Seattle's defense. Um, and Palmer was hurt, too. And, uh, you know, I, I was I was kind of happy. I i, I, I I knew one of the keys to me being able to hold ch- uh, you know, catch chat was Fitzgerald uh, not coming through and he didn't and that gave me a shot. Uh Rashad Jennings, you know, I was a little surprised he didn't have a better game. Um I had my eye on that game a lot. Again I had Novak and Keenan Allen in uh in that game and uh you know whenever mcfadden came in I'll, I'll tell you i was i was thrilled when mcfadden came in at that uh, goal line try i <laughs> got it in. uh you know uh, but jennings jennings really didn't put up great numbers either and i i, I really needed that uh i needed to at least hold parr at that point i think i had the lead at that point i think it was 30 something maybe and uh you know i i couldn't afford to go against a quarterback and his number 1 receiver on, on an offense that was really, you know, uh, playing well uh, Sunday night with anything less than 30 points. I thought 30 points was, was the absolute minimum that I needed to be able to hold, uh, you know, hold Chad from coming back and passing me again. Uh, and instead of uh, losing ground, I actually gained a little bit of ground. Novak again came through for me, even though Guskowski was uh, scoring for him. But I got that that Allen touchdown, which was big. And, you know, Fitz and, uh, Fitz and Jennings really didn't do much for him. And I know that had to be disappointing for him. Well, hey, Glenn, was there ever a time you, uh, you were you watching realize? somebody else on the le-
2: – <laughs> Go ahead, Mike.
1: No, that's all right, Scott. Go ahead.
2: Well, I was just going to ask, Glenn, was there ever a time you were watching somebody else on the leaderboard besides yourself? And, Chad, I know Mike Santos posted 180, with the help of Bolden. But at 4 o'clock, was there ever a time you were – or were you just zero laser focused on that matchup with Chad? Uh,
0: To be serious, uh, you know, no. I wasn't looking at anybody else. Um, uh, You know, when you're in that kind of position, number two, the last week, you know, you're not even thinking about third place, second place. You're hoping you get first. And then if things don't fall your way, you know, early on in the the day – then you can start falling back and saying, okay, I'm not going to catch first. You know, can I hold on to second? Uh, you know, if you lose second, can I hold on to third? Is anybody, can anybody catch me for third? Yeah. That crosses your mind. If first it becomes a, uh, you know, it's something you can't meet, you know, can't catch, can't, can't make. Uh, but you know, that wasn't the case. You know, I like, uh, like we said earlier, you know, the one o'clock games were good to me. And, uh, you know, I, I caught Chad. You know, I was catching him most of the first half. And then I caught him and passed him the second half. So, at that point, it was just, you know, my, my goal was the championship and $150,000. And, uh, you know, honestly, if I didn't pull it off at that day, uh, it wouldn't have mattered to me if I was second or 700th. You know, <laughs> it was all about winning at that
1: point. Well, that's pretty cool, Glenn. But I, I got to call BS on you real quick. If you don't mind, go ahead. Uh, uh, this was one of the lowest scoring weeks across the board. <laughs> so you you, you you seriously wasn't scoreboard watching
0: at all? Uh, you know what it is? I'll, I'll tell you. I've always got my eye on on other players that aren't part of you know the day, uh, my day, or maybe the right. guy I'm facing's day. You, you're always aware of those players. But I knew I had a lead on them. I had, you know, I don't remember. It, it wasn't big lead, but I had a lead on everybody. And my guys scored early. You know, it wasn't like my guys weren't scoring. Nobody yeah. else in the league was scoring. My guys were. You know, Stacy put up a touchdown. D'Angelo had that touchdown. Besides, you know, Peyton Manning going off. And I think he was really the only quarterback that went off um, that first that, during the one o'clock games. At least to that degree. Um, at least I think Dalton did, but I didn't see Dalton as a, uh, as, on too many teams that I thought had a chance. Uh, but, uh, you know, and DT scored for me. So it, it, it was like I knew that the scores were depressed somewhat, but I, I yes. was scoring. So, you know, it became very quickly, honestly, um, at least definitely by early second half, it really became my focus just. What am I doing against Chad? And mm-hmm. you know, after the yeah. four o'clock games, that's all I cared about. You know, I have other, I had other balls in the air in, in other leagues. You know, uh, yeah. Uh, and 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 won some money, lost some money, but you know, it it came down to you know, here's a national championship, here's 150 thousand on the line. Yeah. That's what I cared Congrats, about. man. It's, it's Congrats, a it's man. a real incredible you,
2: you incredible story, Glenn. Uh, and I know you had a lot of other action going on in other leagues. I'm sure this became your focal point of the day to be this close. All the other leagues just sort of happened for you. This is the one that you're living in and breathing in. Uh, Ian Ritchie, our founder of the Fantasy Football World Championship, mentioned to me that you were, if not the first person he spoke to, the second uh, after the ESPN special aired and, and uh, you know uh, <clears throat> the, the, the ESPN story aired on the, uh, the former World Championship, and they came out to my house and they came out to Ian's house uh, outside the lines. And he said you were one of the first people that called him to say uh, what was going on. He remembered that phone call.
0: Uh, absolutely, and and that's a true story. You know what's funny? Uh, me, uh, Ian and I were talking quite a bit when he was uh, – well, I wouldn't say quite a bit, but here and there – when he was uh, considering buying the Wyckoff, when he had put together that uh, that group of investors, and, and they were uh, exploring that possibility with ammo uh, before they uh, – They decided it wasn't the right thing to do and, uh, you know, went in the different direction and uh, created the FFWC. Um, And at that time, he struck me as a very, uh, you know, conscientious, uh, you know, sincere, um, credible guy. And, you know, I took that with me. I was very disappointed that he didn't buy it because I'm sure you uh, you know, or you might know you know i i got I lost quite a bit of money with the white cost the all thing uh nearly seventy thousand uh, dollars they took with them but uh you know it it stuck with me my conversations with the and what kind of guy i i, I thought of him and uh towards the end of that season, I was talking to one of my friends uh that I've, i i i 've met and uh you know gotten to know through our high stakes community uh, Nelson Souza, you know him. He was telling me about some other leagues that he plays, you know, that I had never heard of, you know, uh, uh, you know just hot, you know, high-stakes leagues uh, without overalls, you know, the, the contests here and there. So that night I did a quick Internet search just to see what it was about, and uh, I found, I guess, Ian's website or the FFWC's website before it was ever, like, released. You know, I guess it was still in creation. And I and I was I was looking it over and I you know I saw Ian's name and I, I, said, I you know I knew I didn't know anything about them putting something together but I put two and two together and I, PM'd uh, Ian through the FFPC's uh, website, you know, uh, uh, message boards and he happened to be in Hawaii that day but he reached back out to me and he, you know he was uh, I expressed my interest in helping him, uh, get this thing off the ground you know as a as a supporter and a player, and uh, so far, so good.
2: Incredible, incredible story. Glenn Lowy, a little bit of redemption then uh, when you consider all of the circumstances that were involved from the, uh, from the history of you playing in the, in the former WCoff and, and then getting so close in the FFPC in that year that I was there, I was kind of, uh, I'm never as close as you, but I was kind of hovering around that five to ten range when you, I remember. When you had your big run there. Uh, and now, uh, to see you uh take down and chase down Chad schroeder in a in a very memorable season two for us, so uh, uh, congratulations, Glenn. Have you looked at week seventeen? Do you have any action anywhere, or is this now just decompress time, and just kind of enjoy uh, the n f l on the playoffs for what it is, or what are your plans now
0: well, you know um You know, I was very, very tense all day Sunday. Obviously, uh, and uh, throughout that Philly game, uh, you know, uh, Foles was going off in that first quarter, <clears throat> and uh, Chicago was three and out every game, every, every play. I thought for sure uh, Chad was going to catch me, but then you know, they 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 let their foot off the gas, and you know, as as the minutes passed by, I started feeling I had a chance, I had a chance, I had a chance, but. You know, I always imagined, like you said, I, I, I had gotten close, um, you know, in baseball and football uh, several times before, uh, you know, since I started in nine, and never was able to pull off one of these overalls. Uh, but I always thought if I ever was able to, I'd be, you know, bouncing off the walls, so excited, you know, screaming out the, at the window, whatever. To be honest, when, when they pulled foals finally in that fourth quarter, i just sat on the couch and a complete calm came over me like you know i finally did it and it felt it felt so good and so satisfying i would say that was the biggest feeling i had uh and ever since that moment honestly i haven't thought about football really at all (laughs) i haven't looked at the injury news i haven't looked at the nothing for week 17 you know i do plan on playing some playoffs Uh, you know i'll be joining up obviously uh uh, a few of your leagues, and um, you know, a couple of the of uh, the other contests that uh, put out playoff uh, playoff challenges, uh, and and I will get back into it next week, but you know, this week, you know, whatever happens, happens. Uh, you know, I don't even know if I'll watch it Sunday. I probably will, but <laughs> you know, you know, you, it's, you a, know it's a, a little so- different.
1: What's funny, Glenn, and I can hear it in your voice, and uh, Scott, you've talked about it many times before. Uh, when you're a when you're a winner, when you're a big winner, when you, when you accomplish something that you have worked so hard, uh, it just. It's just kind of it kind of takes you aback, so to speak and i and I hear that in glenn and man i'm so- I'm so proud of you, and uh you know you're an awesome champ, and uh I won't run you down in baseball but uh <laughs> but but i i
0: I'm so proud of you, and uh you're a great champion, man, thank you, Mike you know you hit it on the head, you know you get this goal when you had, and it's something you you've you've been close enough to taste in the past and You've wanted it so long. And when you finally get there, it's like you yes, got sir. there, you know. And it, it is a great feeling, and I really appreciate the kind words I do. Yep. Glenn
2: Lowy, uh, our guest, the fantasy football world champion. Uh, Glenn, uh, f- before we get to week 17, the last question everybody has in the chat room. Well, I'll, I'll get to one of the questions here in the chat room that we had uh, Brothers Mayhem wanted to know, do you, have, do you draft with the playoff schedule in mind, the 14, 15, or 16, or is that just whatever happens, happens? How
0: does that work for you? Um, you know, if I I really research quite a bit in the preseason, and obviously playoff schedule is something that's, that's out there. I don't put a ton of weight into it preseason because, you know, NFL, you know, more, more than almost any other sport, I think, is, is a year-to-year sport. You know, the, the teams that everybody expects to be horrible at the beginning of the year, there's always one or two that seem to make the playoffs, uh, teams that everybody expects to be dominant, you know, they fall off and, and become also runs and, and the same goes for fantasy players and fantasy defenses. So, um, you know, who saw some of these teams being the juggernauts they are, you know, and, You know, I don't think too many people, uh, you know, Kansas City's defense for a while there were just, you know, dominant. And people were picking them up off the waiver wire. So you never know. You never know. And so early on, no. As the season progresses, you know, I sought to factor that in a lot more.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. And and lastly, we all like to kind of uh, live vicariously through the eyes of the champion every year. And you will be going out to Vegas, and we'll be partying it up with you uh, for the Super Bowl party and the Big Check presentation. But what about uh, the home? What, tell us about the day when you're at your, were you were at your house, were you at a bar, were you in the man cave, was anybody present? When did the phone calls start coming in? Just tell, tell us as much of that as you can. Well, you know, uh,
0: I, re- I re- look back to 2011. You brought up uh, my, my run at the FFPC, and I uh, – I didn't tell anybody, you know. Nobody but my wife knew that I, I was going into the last Monday night game in a tie for first place for, uh, I think at the time it was two hundred thousand, whatever it was. And uh, I had heard that you know the TNT, the two Thames, that that uh, deservedly won the championship that year, you know, prevailed. Uh, they were at a bar with all their friends, going nuts and. You know, I thought that was really cool and um, but it's not me you know i was I was at home again you know uh, with my wife uh, and she was wrapping presents and uh you know doing her thing, and every once in a while she'd check up on me she didn 't want to be around me too much because i get like i said i sometimes <laughs> get tense uh, but she would check how are we doing and i'd give her uh, the updates uh, my kids were you know in their jets uh jets jerseys as i was and uh you know would be having catches with me during the course of the day in the living room but you know it was very much a home family type type experience for me and you know when my wife came up uh after they had pulled foals and uh, you know she was down like i said wrapping gifts still and i told her we won she had she looked just as relieved as uh you know, as I was, and it was something that we shared, and uh, that meant a lot cool. to me as well. You know, she's been through the ups and downs with me, you know, over these last few years since I've been uh, part of High Stakes. She knows how bad I wanted it, uh, and uh, you know, it, it meant as much to me to share that with her as it did to actually win it. So, that that was definitely awesome. a great moment. That's awesome.
2: Yeah, yeah, I got, I got, I got a little chills too just listening to that story because. I wish that were me, you know. Uh, i I'm, I'm <laughs> Someday, happy Scott, you, and we're all we're all happy for you, and that's a that's that's the way to do it, man. I, we look if you want to talk about some week seventeen, that's fine. We we're we're uh, we've got some week seventeen to talk about, but it was just so fun to connect with you and and, and touch base with you to find out what that day was like, what it's what it uh, what it's been like since then, and and uh, just to pick your brain a little bit. I I, I think uh, we're good. We're just closing it on that note, man, and letting you. Uh, Letting you off the hook here, man. You've done enough. Your uh, your, your your reign as champion starts now, and uh, we will see you in Vegas, my man.
0: Thank you guys. Thank thank you a lot, and uh, thanks for a great Lynn. contest. Absolutely, man. Uh, I can't
1: I can't thank you enough for uh, coming on Red versus Blue for a second time this year. So
0: the karma is pretty good, isn't it? Absolutely. There's going to be people beating down the door begging you guys to get on that. do have to be me <laughs>
2: <laughs> there
0: you go brother alright Glenn Lowe is
2: our guest and uh, the world champion of the fantasy football thanks Glenn and we'll talk to you soon my man
0: take care guys
2: oh man dude what a story Mike awesome. you know that's probably how awesome. it would go down for me too I've got a lot of friends here in the neighborhood and got, Oh, sorry about that I got a lot of friends in the neighborhood and I've got you know obviously a lot of friends play fantasy football but at the end of the day, if, if if I had a chance, you know, to win the, and be the world champion, it would probably be right here at home, like it always is every Sunday. And, and you know, might might have a couple of friends over, but for the most part it would be right here at home. I probably wouldn't go to any sports bar or anything. It would be right here.
1: You know, it's funny, I, you know, just hearing uh, Glenn talk about his uh, his – Success and uh, what he did uh, over the course of the year, and especially that last day. I don't know what I would do that last day. I I have no idea. I I might be at work. <laughs> I might be yeah. at work because I, I always work on Sundays. So you know I might be at work and just say, Rachel, surprise me. Let me know. So,
2: oh, you never man, know. We, but we uh, had all those teams in that uh, DraftKings Millionaire contest last week, and it was an exciting exciting game for us. Because we had Peyton Manning and Demarius Thomas uh, in most of those teams, you know. And to watch those two guys going at it, unfortunately, we didn't have the right running backs. We had the Dennis Johnsons for Houston, tried to buy him cheap. And, of course, we had to replace uh, the Jordan Todmans when when we heard that MJD was going to play on Sunday morning. We had to scramble and get all those teams together. So we ended up with a lot more Giovanni Bernardes and Frank Gores than we would have liked to. Uh, but uh, we did come out okay. It was, it was a lot of fun. But, man, to be the world champion, to be in that kind of situation, to chase down the theater and, uh at the first half of the 1 o'clock games, and then to pass them in the second half of the 1 o'clock games, yeah. it, was pretty much, it was pretty much a done deal, man. In the 4 o'clock games, I mean, Chad would have had to have done something really big because the 1 o'clock games were so good to Glenn. Usually it, it's, we'll there's a lot of excitement on Sunday night or Monday night, but this game was, was pretty much he stretched the lead out at the 1 o'clock games
1: yeah you, you know it was pretty much uh set and done uh by four o'clock you know after the one o'clock games it was pretty much, pretty much set and done and you know i i you know i didn't know if uh chad could run him down but uh you know it's just uh i i'm 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 glad for glenn uh and chad i mean don't get me wrong chad i mean he always puts together great teams one after another and uh you know it's fun to watch his teams uh how he puts them together, how he does it. Uh, he wasn't able to uh, to win this year's uh, late title for the FFWC, but uh, congrats to Glenn, and it was a lot of fun. I mean, it was just a lot of fun all the way around, Scott.
2: For those listening at home, if you're not catching us live on the podcast or you're here in the chat room uh, again, you, you should come by on, on Friday nights and be part of the crew, some of the best minds in the world of high-stakes fantasy football. But if you can't and you catch the download and the podcast later, go to fulltimefantasy.com, click on the little playoff button, and you will see the playoff draft contest that you can sign up and get started. It just went live about an hour ago, and they're already signing up and taking oh, these spots. Uh, it is. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have fun with these uh, these six-team mini-drafts. That we call them. It's uh, it's it, it is. It's one of those times where you yeah, finally yep. it's your last draft of the year where you get your draft slot. It's randomly assigned from my fantasy league. Everybody gets the email when the random draft generator is used. It gives you your draft slots, and then you know right off the bat what do you do with that one pick? Uh, do you do you take you know somebody like Aaron Rodgers if he sneaks into the playoffs? There's a wild card because you get that extra game. Do you take a Marshawn Lynch because you think he's going to be in the Super Bowl? Uh, do you you know, well, Brady, do you take, that a might Peyton be the Manning, Super or Demarius Bowl. Thomas. There's a lot of different options here that you can yep. do. You know, the Broncos. They're, they're probably going to be the favorites. I would imagine the Broncos go early and often in these uh, in these playoff drafts, Mike.
1: And they will. I, I think they will. But uh, again, do they uh, do they best to the Super Bowl? And that's what you got to uh, look forward to when you're uh, drafting this. Is what team is going to make it to the Super Bowl? Because that's what you got to draft for it's a fun so it's draft up, ball.
2: Might, i hear that the indianapolis colts might be able to secure a home field uh, a, a home field playoff tie well, and the two seed if they win and the patriots lose now that's a tall task because the patriots would have to lose to the bills and the colts look they can beat the jaguars no problem but the patriots would have to lose to the bills do you see that happening
1: no who's going to make it, who's going to make it out of the afc that's if I'm drafting right now in the uh, in the playoff challenge in the two hundred dollar playoff challenge one ninety nine playoff challenge at FFWC. Who am I drafting and where are they coming from? Out the AFC? I don't know. I I don't think it's gonna be Denver.
2: You know, there's something about the the Cincinnati Bengals. I know as strange as it sounds, and I know everybody around the country. Probably doesn't give the Bengals any kind of shot, but they are the division chance. They can get a bye with a win and a Patriot loss, so that's the only way that that can happen. Uh, the Colts need losses by the Pats and the Bengals. The Bengals can get in in a bye with a Patriots loss, but I like the Bengals better if they're hungry coming in and, uh, as a wild card because then I can start to draft A.J. Green. I can draft A.J. Green with my first pick, give and games. if they get to the Super Bowl, I get them for four games.
1: Yeah, you get more games. You get more games, you get more points. And plus, they can uh, possibly win things, just like what I did with uh, Baltimore last year. Same type deal. Absolutely.
2: And the situation with the Ravens as well. If the Ravens win and the Chargers oh. or the Dolphins lose, they get in as a wild card. And they can also get in if they lose this Sunday. They can clinch if the Steelers, Chargers, and Dolphins all three lose. But that's a game. The Ravens and the Bengals, man, that's a that's a very big game. The Ravens yep. need it more. Let's let's make no mistake about it. The Ravens need it more. It's a yeah, one absolutely. o'clock game. The Patriots don't play until four o'clock. So the Bengals, you know, are gonna play to win because they they have to wait and see. Maybe the Bills could pull that miracle upset and the Bengals can get the bye. You know they're gonna wanna win. Who do you pick in that game yep. straight up though, Mike? Ravens, Bengals, one o'clock.
1: Uh, I am going with the Bengals. Uh the, the Bengals, uh, I don't think they're gonna They're they're not going to sit down. They're they're not going to lay down. Uh, Marvin Lewis, uh, he's proven it in December, and he's going to try to prove it to get better again uh, as December and January goes along. But I like like Cincinnati in this game.
2: And Cincinnati's favored by 5.5. The over-under is 44.5. We also have uh, some playoff situations, Mike, with the Steelers. The Steelers need to win and then have the Ravens lose which you said would probably happen to the Bengals. The Dolphins and the Chargers need to lose. Now the Dolphins play the Jets. That game we know can go either way, right? The Chargers yes. on the other hand, they're playing the Chiefs. Now we know the Chiefs can win, but the problem is the Chiefs are sitting their players. They're talking about we yes. don't have any reason to play. The Chiefs already clinched their wild card spot, so it would beg it, you would think that because of that, the Chiefs' decision is basically keeping the Steelers out of the playoffs. That's kind of how it seems people yes. are going.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, matter of fact, Scott, uh, I pull up the line right now, and uh, San Diego is ten point favorite. How in the heck is San Diego a ten point favorite against Kansas City, Jamal Charles, and the rest of that bunch? Well, they're setting them ten point favorite.
2: Yeah. The Dolphins situation is the crazy one. The Dolphins need to win and have the Ravens lose or the Chargers to get the victory. So they, you, you, you would think that the Dolphins beat the Jets, but this is the type of game that wouldn't surprise me to see the Jets win. First of all, the Dolphins don't have a running game, and so, okay, the Jets haven't been so good lately against the ground game. But Geno Smith, who was virtually destroying his team for about four or five weeks straight, The last couple of weeks, he's looked pretty good, and he's been fantasy relevant. Now, I'm not saying go out and start Geno Smith, but I think this day sets up pretty good for the Jets' ground game to do some damage. Chris Ivory might have a pretty good day uh, against these Dolphins. That will be an interesting game to watch. But, again, the story is more about the playoff situation than the fantasy relevance because Week 17 isn't much going on. But if you're playing weekly games, Chris Ivory is a nice buy low. What do you think about that call?
1: Well, I think Chris Ivory would be a pretty good call. Uh, I think uh, Miami, they need to know what's they need to know how important this game is, and I think they'll win this game. Uh, I want to ask you, kind of as a Jet fan, uh, Scott, do you do you bring back Ryan? Is Ryan? Do you bring him back?
2: Oh, I don't. I don't know. There was a lot to, to blame this this year on. I'm not so sure it's it's Rex Ryan is the problem. You don't. You didn't have really a wide receiver team to, you know, going on. You you did lose your best defensive player because you basically couldn't you couldn't fight that game every single year and have him asking for more money. Uh you are in a rebuilding I'll kind say, of state. You're not you, you weren't that damaging to begin with. I don't think it's really Rex Ryan's fault, but look, there's a good possibility. No. Uh, you you got an offensive I'll uh, you you got a new, back. Uh, Yeah. Yep. What'd you say? Uh
1: I said, I say you bring him back because oh, there's a lot back. of opportunities. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it's
2: not like head coaches are growing on trees either. It's not. Uh, it's not the easiest thing to do, and and I think he nope. has shown that he can hold. Uh, he can uh, hold his own, especially defensively. The question is, can they get an offensive of mind in there that fits the talent around this team? I'm not so sure. Geno Smith is the answer. Uh, but I think you, you you've given him a, you've given him a shot. You've given him a pretty crappy offense to go around, and he's done a pretty good job. He's had a couple of nice wins as a rookie, and so maybe you go for it one more year. You're still not expecting a, a playoff, uh, unfortunately, next year even with this team. So that's that's kind of the sad state of affairs. You you would like to expect a turnaround for all teams. Redskins at the Giants, a meaningless game uh, for the playoffs, but. Maybe a fantasy-relevant game for a couple of guys like Kirk Cousins, Pierre Garçon, and then Eli Manning has a chance at history, Mike. He could be the first quarterback to have 30 interceptions since Vinny Testamerti. <laughs> he needs four to do it. you think he can Boy, get there? I mean, that's kind bad. of fantasy-relevant.
1: Yeah, it, it is. It is and it's not. But, whoa, that's bad. I, I don't know it about is. this game. Uh...
2: Well, Victor Cruz, again, is out. Jarrell Jernigan, Ruben Randall looks like he's out. Jarrell Jernigan kind of is the play here, uh, except Eli hasn't thrown. He's only had three games with double-digit touchdowns. That's pathetic. He had a touchdown last week. They did pull off the win. The defense has been fairly respectable, but Kirk Cousins doesn't really scare anybody. He did get the ball to Pierre Garçon. Don't get me wrong. I think Pierre Garçon is happy about that, but he didn't really do much else, uh, so that'll be interesting to see. You would have expected a much bigger day even uh, you know, when you're playing Dallas. So we'll see if he can get it done against the Giants. Uh, what else do we want to see here, Mike? Uh, playoff-wise, duh, 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 duh. NFC is the story. We talked about the Eagles, the Bears. Okay, the Panthers. Uh, the Panthers can get the division title along with the bye if they win or the Saints lose. The Panthers had a big win last week against the Saints. The Saints play the Bucks this week at New Orleans. That looks like a gimme. But what about this Panther game, Mike? The Panthers at the Falcons in Tony Gonzalez' last game. What do you expect from this game? Who wins? Uh, I expect
1: uh, Atlanta to cover. The only reason I say that is because the way Atlanta played uh, the other night. I mean, they really played hard, and plus they uh, nailed the uh, onside kick. and I mean, it was pretty good. So I expect – I expect Atlanta to cover the points. I mean, right now what well, I'm seeing is Carolina is six-point favorite. Uh, the over is 45 45-and-a-half. But I, I see Atlanta to cover, but I don't know if they're going to win.
2: All right. All right. The last game I want to I talk about, the last team that we're going to talk about here on Red versus Blue is the Arizona Cardinals, Mike. They get into the playoffs if they beat the Niners – and if the Saints lose to the Bucks, now we've seen stranger things happen, but that game is in Arizona, San Fran coming off a big game and a big win on Monday night with short rest. So let me ask you, if the Bucks can pull it off against the Saints, what kind of chance do you give the Cardinals to beat the Niners and sneak into the playoffs? I mean, if they make the playoffs, that's a pretty big accomplishment. I don't expect them to do much if they make it, but if they make it, that's a pretty big accomplishment.
1: Well, well, well. Let me. I'm going to say this right now. If Arizona can go into Seattle, which is one of the toughest places to play, and win, can they win at home against San Francisco, knowing what's on the line? Absolutely.
2: Yeah, it's it's amazing. The Saints can go all the way up and win the NFC South, uh, but they need to win to get into the playoffs. They could be out of the playoffs. It's amazing how tight this week, 17 is there's so much action on the line. Uh, Oh, there's so much action on the line. And and we've got so many situations like Minnesota, Adrian Peterson's probably not going to play Matt Asiata for the Vikings gets the start. They're a terrible defensive secondary. You would think that this is a game that the Detroit lions could get things going. But Mike, Matt Stafford's thrown, uh, what one touchdown, uh, in the last three weeks, is that the stat I heard? Yeah. One touchdown in the last three weeks. That team has completely yeah. imploded in front of our eyes. And, and, and unfortunately for me, because my 1250 Dynasty team over at the FFPC was totally loaded with Lions, and it totally fell apart down the stretch, Mike, as a total heartbreak, leading the year yeah. all year in total victory points, having a dominating season, and then to see your Lions just completely fall apart in the mess. What do you make of that Lions-Vikings game? Because I smell a sneaky defensive play with the Vikings this week.
1: I don't I uh, you know I see uh Detroit hopefully uh connecting uh Stafford and uh Calvin. I mean, I don't know what's going on with uh Stafford, but I, I think Stafford and Calvin will uh they'll have a lot of fun, but you know, it's it's like what I talked about uh with uh Glenn earlier today. Uh you know, Jacqui Bell. I mean, he could be he could be a big difference maker.
2: Can you just say it, say it, say joiky, joik, like joy to the world?
1: Joiky, 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 joy, the whatever, bell, He could be a difference maker.
2: Yeah, all right. Well, look, I'm going to end it on that note, guys. Thank you for being here on Red vs. Blue. Glenn Loy was a fantastic Go guest. Go over to the FFPC Hour. Listen to the High Stakes Fantasy Hour with Dave and Balky. They have Sean Coots, their big winner. I want to listen to Sean and hear what he has to say. Very big story there. Uh, Glenn Lowe is our fantasy football world champion, and uh, we're, we're very proud of him. Enter the playoff draft world championship. Go to fulltimefantasy.com. Click on the playoff link, and you two can draft one last time. Anytime next week you feel like it, lots of times to choose from. Be a part of it. You won't regret it. You'll have a lot of fun. And uh, also the Week 17 contest, still up for grabs. $10 to play. Very affordable contest. Uh, the link is there on the full FF Toolbox page. Until next week, Mikey, uh, big games tomorrow for the Cardinals. Big game tomorrow, Kentucky buddy. versus Louisville. Uh, your prediction, final score, Louisville, Kentucky. Give it to us.
1: 83-79, Kentucky.
2: And I'm going 83-73 for the Louisville Cardinals. We'll see you next week on Red versus Blue. Mm.